Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. This is Master Griot Radio, channel 13 on your NBVTA internet radio dial. I'm Jacqueline Taylor Adams, and I am your host for this moment in time. It's time for purpose-driven words, shaping thoughts, building minds, true wealth, communities, and legacies. If my words had wings, they'd fly to you each day. This is Dan Lefianowski of WBHPGV. This just in. There have been reports of a new super hero. Multiple sightings have been called in. Oh, my! She has just landed on the White House lawn. Time to fly, let's get out of here. Time to ride, let's go, you'll feel. Let's go. Oh, let's go. I'm a hero. I'm a hero. You're a hero. She's a hero, yeah. Purpose in my eyes. Pride in my thighs. Playing in myself, speakers loud and they tell. Never come she got afraid to cry. Against all odds, I will defy. Get the gun and I don't know how. Save the day and I'll take a bow. Where no cake but sure can fly. I'm the truth and I'll tell you why. Uncle Sam ain't on my team. I don't sleep but I sure do dream. Dreaming color every day. When you win, then I get paid. Look up in the sky, gotta go. Somebody needs me to save the show. Paid in full is a plan of action. Even in my heels, I got traction. Leaping tall buildings in stilettos. Gotta run the chase to get those. Possible is never far away. Today is New York, tomorrow Taipei. Riding that train, self-esteem. Hurry and come on, it's about to leave. Don't ever think you just don't let me. We fight together cause we all need. I got your back and you got mine. We sit together, we all shine. Freedom is here and told me to say. She wrote was here to save the day. Freedom is here and told me to say. She wrote was here to save the day. Yeah. Time to fly, let's get out of here. Time to ride, let's go. Your feel. Let's go. Oh, let's go. I'm a hero. I'm a hero. Ladies, I cannot finish the song. I've got to go and save the day. Hello, welcome to Master Griot Radio and to our special tribute show. This is the national nonprofit. Um, Nonprofits and Advocates Appreciate Love Week. It was founded by Brett Scudder, and this is Master Griot Radio's tribute 
to the wonderful nonprofits and advocates out that work every day, every minute of the day that's there on the front lines and who are helping many of our people from falling through the cracks and saving souls every day. I'm Jacqueline Taylor Adams, and I am your host for this moment in time. And we're going to open up the lines. Um, just want to let you know, you just got finished listening to Shiro, and that's by Mahogany. So look her up. You can go to Mahogany, H-O, I'm sorry, M-A-G-O-H-A-N-E-E, mahogany.bandcamp.com, and you can find um, Shiro there. So I am opening up the lines right now. Just give a second. The computer's a little slow. So I just opened up our caller from the 917, and we had the caller from the 773. Hello. Yes. Hello. Hey, how, how you doing? Hi, hi. So caller from the 917, introduce yourself. Yes, how you doing? This is uh, Sugar Ray from New York. All righty, Sugar Ray from New York. And Carla from the 773. Hello, this is Ray Crosby from Chicago, Illinois. Okay, Ray from Chicago. That's great. That's great. So, gentlemen, you are amongst the honorees for the National Nonprofit and Advocates Appreciate Love Week. So I'm going to start with... Um, I'm sorry, gentlemen, out of Chicago, what's your name again? Ray Crockwell. Okay, Ray. All righty, Ray. We're going to start with you, Ray. And if you could please um, just share, you know, what work that you what work you do, either as a nonprofit or an advocate. Well, I wrote a book called What's Up With The Brothers, which deals with the issues of what's going on with the African-American community and the problems that we have with our community and also some some problem-solving things that we can use to get our, get our people back on track. I work with a lot of kids, inner-city kids, on different projects, trying to get them to learn how to run their own business and to be our future generation, to pave the way for their, for their future generation. All righty. Well, that's great. And Sugar Ray? Yes, hello? Yes, sir. Tell us about yourself, your work oh. as a nonprofit or advocate. Yes, how you doing? Um, well, I have a nonprofit. I have the Ghost Foundation. It's a um, the mentoring group. Well, we have a mentoring program in it. Um, we have a fitness program, and we work with young men coming out of prison. We work to keep young men from going to prison, young men who've um, you know, been arrested for felonies and things like that. You know, I'm also an educator, a peace activist, um, an artist as well, poet, things like that. Um, you know, just trying to get our people, working to get our people to a different state of mind, more elevate their mind, get them more into expression and business, and, uh, you know, live better, improve the conditions in our community. Okay. So um, how did you guys, I guess, connect with Brett Scudder to become an honoree? Um, one of the programs I work with, the uh, Misunderstood Youth Development Center, is a program uh, founded by Miss Carol Ebony. She's also an honoree, and um, it's, it's, it's an alternative sentencing program. Young men who've been arrested with felonies, you know, they go through a 12-month program, and if they complete successfully, their felonies are expunged. I work with these young men, and I think I believe Brett works with them as well. And I met him through her. You know, and All we right. were Facebook friends. You know, we were Facebook friends for a while before we actually met in person. 
and um, you know, similar work, similar work dealing with the mindset of our people. And same work, similar, not exactly the same. Okay. Okay, and um. Uh, Mr. Crockwell, that's me. Uh, yeah. I got in contact with uh, Brett when I wrote my book, and my PR person suggested I do a show to interview me about my book. Like I said before, the book is called What's Up With The Brothers, and it deals with issues that we deal with in the African-American community and how the problems start and how, what we can do to solve the problems. Right, because uh, one of these days, I, one day uh, I was just looking at my neighborhood and looking at the people in my neighborhood. I just noticed how things had really changed, and not changing for the better. And nobody seemed to be addressing it. So I decided to step out, you know, on a ledge and address our issues because most men don't really want to address it. And yet we want to be men. And one of the greatest measures of a man is admitting when you're wrong and acknowledging it and doing something to correct it. So I felt I would try to do my part I could, the best I could, to correct our situation or maybe get, basically give somebody some guidance and some ideas on what we do to improve our situation. Great. Now we have another caller on the line, so I'm going to open up one more time. I don't know if they're just listening in, so let me just check. Okay, caller from the 212, would you like to speak? Yes. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. We can hear you clear. Hi, my name is Eula Young, owner of Grills Row Film Production. How are you? Hi, Eula. How are you, ma'am? I am blessed every day I wake up. I'm doing fine. Oh, thank you so much for calling in. <laughs> thank you for having me. All right. So um, we did you get an opportunity to hear the gentleman speak? Yes, I did. They're doing some wonderful work. Yes. Um, and Sugar Ray, Yule is also in New York as well. Yes. Yes. Hi, so. Sugar Ray. <clears throat> How you doing, Yule? What's going on? Oh, I'm fine. How's everything with you? Oh, you know, progressive. Just working, man. It's um, especially you know, you know, you're here in New York. Uh, it's 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 been really terrible in New York. Really across the country. Um, mm-hmm. in New York, these past few weeks, there's been a lot of shootings. You know, um, yes. last night, just last night, a cop was shot in South Jamaica, Queens. Yes. You know. Yeah. Um, so, working. You know, yes, we have a lot of work to do. Yes, we do. Um, actually, I don't know if you know, but I'll send you the information. Next Friday, we're doing a, a walk of faith. That's one of my partner organizations, Fathers Alive in the Hood, out in Harlem. You know, um, Grand Houses and Manhattanville Houses, they've been beefing back and forth in this past mm-hmm. weekend. They, they've had a few shootouts and a few people got shot, young yeah. men. And, um, you know, we're going to do that. Al Sharpton is joining us, and we got a few big organizations that, that are going to join us. Uh, address this issue, you know, and speak life and love into our young brothers and sisters, you know, and give us some hope. Well, make sure you look me up on Facebook and send me the information so I can post it on my page. Yes, ma'am, I will do. Mm-hmm. And even Ms. Cockwell, um, the same thing for you, sir. Um, EULA is great for disseminating um, community information. Okay, definitely. How you doing, EULA? Hi, how are you? Pretty good. Yeah, so just make sure you share information with her. And um, she's really great for sharing great information. So um, what we're going to do right now, um, we have another caller on the line. But before I bring on the, the next, we got two more callers. Before I bring you guys on, um, 
I was going to play another piece because um, we there is a lot of violence, a lot of killing and different things going on across the country. Um, but one thing I do want to make sure that we do is we tell, also speak the good news. Yeah. I think sometimes we get so inundated with the bad news and they only choose to tell the bad news where it seems like that's the overwhelming thing. And a lot of times there are good things, a lot of good things going on. And if we could tell more of the good stories and people could see more of the examples, then maybe some of our people who are out here doing things could see there actually are alternatives. So, um, but I'm just going to, this is just called Keep, it's called Looking Up. It's by Hezekiah it's from his album, I Predict the Riot, and it features Bilal. Keep on looking up 
Bilal by Hezekiah and you can check out Hezekiah's amazing catalog at three the number three crates C R A T E S dot bandcamp dot com and that's Hezekiah. So just check them out and again that was looking up featuring Bilal by Hezekiah from his album I Predict a Riot. You can also find it on iTunes and digital stores everywhere. Okay, I'm just opening up the line. We have another call from the 347 caller. Hello? Hello, caller from the 347? Okay, I'm opening up. Caller from the 718. Hello? Hello, hi, how are you? I am good, how are you? I'm <laughs> doing great. This is Carol Demon Bonzo from the Misunderstood Youth Development Center. Okay. Alrighty. So, um, you know what I'm gonna ask everyone, I'm gonna open up all the lines back up. And this time and we're gonna come back to you, Charles, but first I want to since I had the chat room open, I want everybody to give me their name and spell it for me and if the name of the organization or your book and the and, and a link so I can start putting this information inside the chat room. All right? Okay. So we're gonna start with um Mr. Cromwell out of Chicago. Yes. Go ahead, sir. Give me your full name again. Full name is Ray. Last name is Crockerell. C R O C K R E L. O C K R E L. Yes. Okay. Name of the book. The book is What's Up with the Brothers. It can be found on Amazon.com, or you can go to my website, BrownEyesGraphics.com. And is that Brothers B R O T H E R S? Yes, it is. Apostrophe. Okay. Alrighty. And it's www. You said the website is brown. Eyesgraphics.com. Okay. Alrighty. Okay. And on Amazon. Okay. And then um, Sugar Ray. Yes. <coughs> Sorry. It's uh, S-U-G-A space R-A-Y. Mm-hmm. And my organization is The Good Foundation. Okay. 
And do you have a website? No, ma'am, not yet. Okay, so how do they reach out, find out more? What, what do people uh, need to do? The, the Good Foundation is on Facebook. They can search the Good Foundation okay. on Facebook. Okay, is it um, a fan page? Yes. Okay. It's a, uh, well, not a fan page. It's an a, a organization page. I guess it's the same a thing. A brand similar. page. Okay, a yes. business page. Okay. And on Facebook. Okay. And so um, now let's see one more time. Carla from the 347. Oh, they didn't say anything. Okay. Did you say Terry from 718? Yes. All righty. Can you give me your full name, Terry? Sure. It's Terrell, T-E-R-R-Y-L. Okay, Terrell. Go ahead. Yes. Um, Ebony, E-B-O-N-Y. Mhm. And name your organization. Um, the Misunderstood Youth Development Center. And we also have the um, the Misunderstood Youth Development Center on Facebook, as well as the website, which is www.misunderstoodyouth.org. Okay. So, um, Terrell, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself and your organization. Sure. Um, Let me just first start by saying I am so blessed and thankful, grateful to be a part of your, to be a part of your show and to be on the air with other people that are doing such great things in the community. So I applaud all of my, um, my fellow peers on tonight. And um, and applaud you for actually bringing light to to these organizations and to people that are doing things in the community. I started NYDC um, basically in 2005 is when it was um, founded, but it really came to light and came to fruition in 2010 when I collaborated with the Queens District Attorney's Office to bring together our signature program called the Fresh Start Program, which um, Sugar Ray, who is on the line, um, also takes part in in helping us to bring alternative sentencing to young men um, ages 14 to 19. And a part of that alternative sentence is if they complete our 12-month program successfully, they, um, they, they get a dismissed record. Okay. Yes, and that is so paramount in our community today because so many of our young brothers are being arrested um, and charged with felony crimes for things, you know, such as stealing a cell phone or, you know, getting into Mm -hmm. a fight with, you know, getting into a fight at school. If there is some type of weapon, no matter how big, no matter how small, that is considered a felony crime um, in today's, you know, by today's standards. So yes. it's very important that um, that programs such as this exist to give these young gentlemen a fresh start. We give them create you know creative thinking, critical thinking skills. We try to help them to understand the error in their ways. We try to deal with a lot of the issues that they are facing, whether it be peer pressure, parent-child conflict, um, a lot of the issues that they are facing in school with school. Um, the program is so paramount, and we deal with so many different issues and so many different aspects of life 
um, that we bring them full circle when they leave the program. It's 12 months. We try to compile a lot and try to educate them and give them a lot of tools in those 12 months. We can't do it all by ourselves, so we definitely try to collaborate with other organizations and try to bring everybody together because obviously it takes a village to raise a child. We get the parents involved. Um, we try to develop relationship with the schools and the principals, the guidance counselors, so that this way if the child is having an issue that we become one of their point of contact and that it's not, we don't wait until they get their report card to realize that they're still in the class. And then we mm-hmm. try to reach out to them and do whatever is necessary to get them the help that they need. If we realize they need tutoring, we try to, you know, tackle that and try to get them the tutoring that they need. Some of these kids we realize that, you know, uh, a lot of people are being um, are being diagnosed with ADHD. Some need to be, some don't need to be. But mm-hmm. we have some kids that really do need to be on some kind of medication, but their parents may not feel that they do. So, you know, we also try to engage the parent in parent-child um, resolution, parent counseling sessions strictly for them in itself, and then we try to bring it full circle and have family counseling sessions as well. Um, one of the the big aspects of our program is that we teach, you know, anger management techniques, um, substance abuse counseling, financial literacy, job readiness, college preparation, um, vocational training. We we really try to tackle every aspect of life skills. Okay, one of the the big things that um, Sugar Ray brings to the table with the young men is being that voice of a big brother figure that a lot of them don't really get. You know, they they have their missing father figures at home. Maybe their big brother or even little brother is not the best role model. So we try to bring in um, people like Sugar Ray that will come in and talk to them and, and, and give it to them real on a level that they can understand from somebody who's who's been there and done that, so to speak. And it really helps them to feel like they're connected and they can mm-hmm. actually talk and talk. You know, they, a person like me, they like, oh, she's the director of the program. They feel like they can't speak freely sometimes. But even for me, I think that I am able to reach them. I'm not that older than they are. So we are able to connect as well, you know. So mm-hmm. that's basically what the Fresh Start program brings. And, again, of course, at the end of all of their hard work, they get a dismissal of their court case. All right. Well, um, I think that's just it's a great program. It's a needed program. I know and here in Philadelphia they're setting up um, um, alternative courts in the schools, and there are some people fighting it. But I think a lot of people really mean don't understand. Um, I used to be the marketing director with the House of Umoja, which was a residential home for boys here in Philadelphia. And as a level one group home, and the children were coming in there. Be, um, you know, what happened where they were sending a lot of inappropriate, and we went back to the courts and actually went to some of the judges, and we found out that they were sending kids who were basically, if you were if you're torn from school, you wind up going to family court, and they were sending them to Vision Quest, which is um, like a hard knocks. School for Hard Not Criminal program. So they're going out to Vision Quest, and the majority of kids going out to came back 
They had never committed a crime before. The only thing that they were torn from school, and they came back as criminals, and they started committing crimes. So it was like a real disbalanced punishment for the crime. And then um, they started sending them to the house of Umoja. They're supposed to come there for like 30 days. They wind up a lot, 80% of them wind up aging out. Wow. Because there's no real family structure at home to send them back to. That's true. And a lot of times, yeah, people don't understand the real issues behind Mm-hmm. You know, whatever goes on in school is just reflecting what is going on in the community, mm-hmm. even if it's a fight. Nine times out of ten, nine and a half times out of ten, that started in the community somewhere. It just ended up in school. Mm-hmm. And the same things things that start in school spill out into the community. Yeah. And so you need that, you know, Entire approach And we do need alternatives Because You know I think it's good to have A, a court there in the school Because somebody being truant Or like you saying Come They're doing something That is not super bad Before you put them in a situation Where people who are real real criminals And it, you You can Provide a more appropriate You know Punishment or Support systems before it goes that far, because there there were there are no in betweens, you know. As you stated, because it's deemed a felony, even though it could be just a fight, but because they had a, a scissor or a pencil or something being used, it's deemed a felony. Exactly. And then they they now they're going off for extreme punishment, which it doesn't fit, and all all you're doing is really creating a criminal. Mm-hmm. Where and you could just you know they go through your program. You could teach them conflict resolution, anger management, and then and a lot of times, as you state, you find out it's really all these other things going on in these kids' lives that actually got them to this point. Most definitely. And um, so it's a much needed program, and I, I, I know people that are against these type of things. They need to like really have a more holistic look. Sometimes when you're against something and you don't have anything to offer in between, you you have to be mindful. And if you really don't know the situation. So when I, you know, I'm watching kids aging out because they were truant from school. And, you know, and that's because there's no family structure. There's not a real home or, you know, a family structure to go to. And that's a huge problem. People just don't realize, you know, a lot of our kids, you know, aren't living in the best of situations. Just a lot of them are just so resourceful, you may not realize it. They really have to be in today's in today's society because a lot of them are raising themselves because the parents are out working or, you know, too busy not showing an interest because they're they're into themselves. You know, you have those parents that are so young, so they're still party-minded. They're not, you know, family-oriented. Mm-hmm. They're not giving them that structure. Then you have those family members who are family-oriented, but they really just don't know the art of, of good parenting. Um, they're doing the best that they can, but they're missing some things along the way because maybe they didn't get it from their parents. There's a, a slew yeah. of of and they just reasons need support. behind it. Exactly. Yeah, so and we they definitely just need try support. to um, 
We and then there's a lot of people on drugs. Too. Yeah. And it's a, it's a lot of, you know, a lot of people using and on drugs. And, mm-hmm. you know, that keeps them from being stable and, um, again, you know, providing a stable home. But it's just like there's different situations, you know, and some things are, um, you know, as you say, it takes a village to raise a child, and that is the truth. And we all need to recognize that. And some of the biggest things that we can do today is just speak to the young person on the street. Don't look at them as a thug on the corner. I'm not asking you to run up and go hug anybody. But you would be amazed at the power of saying hello when you walk past a person. That's right. And uh, I've seen it happen. Kids literally cried because the community came out and did it. And... It wasn't so much that they had the vigil and we had the safe Carter. Their biggest thing they were they thought nobody cared. Mm-hmm. So they were surprised that the people came out and that they spoke to them. And all they did was just say hello, good morning. Mm-hmm. It was no big conversation. They just greeted all the youth as they came into the school. Mm-hmm. And then literally, when they went for a counseling session, it it happened after. Uh, child in a school was killed and they had a counseling session assembly in, in the end of the day the young people actually cried because they literally thought nobody cared so um, you know just the littlest things that we can do and sometimes I know they act like knuckleheads but a lot of times it's just a cry for attention yeah definitely Mm-hmm. And simple things like I wind up, you know, where I actually got on your nerves and you're like, get out the way, get out the street, just pull over. But I really needed them to pull over, so I asked really nicely. And, you know, all these guys just say, sure, no problem. But I was actually in a cab and a cab driver, I, really my issue I had to interfere because the cab driver was a white person and we're in a black neighborhood, and he said it real nasty. And there's a group of guys like, yo, you can't talk to them like that. First of all, <laughs> you don't even know them, and you could get us hurt. And then I just interceded real quick. I said, excuse me, excuse that. I, I don't mean anything, guys. I, I'm just going to the hospital, and I just need to know, is it at all possible if you could pull over? And I'd be very much appreciative. They said, oh, sure, no problem, man. Mm-hmm. It was like, you know, it, like you'd be amazed every day, you know, just by simply speaking to people. They really aren't these mean beasts that we have envisioned in our heads, you know, yes. that are looking at, you know, that's just not the truth. Yes. And, um, and I, I, you know, I've actually had to go through it with my grandson, and I know about a need for attention. <laughs> and so, um, but a lot of times it's just that people don't just speak to them. They don't give regular attention. So if, I have, if they sit in the middle of the street, you have to notice them. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so it's simple as that. And yeah. um, go ahead. Um, Sugar, go ahead. Is that Sugar Ray? Yes. yes. Go ahead. Um, one thing that we as people, as adults especially, have to remember is that everyone is receptive to love. You know, every every human being is receptive to pure, true, genuine love. And in today's society, our young men know 
they know who's genuine and they know who's not. And if you can come to them, you know, with a pure heart and, um, like you said, speak to them, smile at them, say hello, what's going on? Or what I use is peace, my brother. You know, uh, they're very receptive. And mm-hmm. love is like music. And played right, it can soothe the wildest beast. You know, and um, that's really, that's the answer. Love is the answer. You know, true, genuine love yeah. because our young men know what's fake. And when fake love comes, they quickly push it away. Quickly. You know, so okay. I, I totally agree with what you were saying. All right. Uh, we have also have a caller from the 513 on the line. So I'm going to open up. Caller from the 513, yes. how are you? Thank you, Sister. Uh, Herschel Daniels, Friends of the African Union. I've been listening in, and uh, uh, I just want to make I want to make everybody uh, just aware that uh, on the 125th anniversary of the Honorable Marcus Garvey's uh, 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 day of birth, that uh, we are looking forward to working uh, across America to institute a program of rites of passage based on. What's happening now with the African Union that will draw our young people together? But it's up to us, their elders, to make it happen and make it relevant to them. Young people today, when you look at them, what jobs and what prospects do they have? What do they look at the future? It's up to us to put that together and the African Union has made the call for us all to come together, all 1.4 billion people of African descent around the world. Mm-hmm. And so when in your local area, in terms of your local area, when you come together, one of the things that you do is you approach the government and say, we want to be the intercessor. We want to be the person who takes care of our own. We want to have our reentry program. Bring it all together. Bring bring the mosque, bring the church, bring it all together under one so that we can challenge the prison industrial complex. You know, mm-hmm. we need to stop complaining about the prison industrial complex and challenge it on its own turf. Okay, I mean, we have the head of Xerox is black. The head of American Express is black. Okay, you know, we have over a trillion dollars in income in the African American community, why ain't we using it? Mm. So exactly. the African Union this year, this year, on its 49th anniversary, for the first time, on May 25th of this year, brought together in Durban, South Africa, all the African diaspora. But we didn't we didn't get seated because we haven't had the vote they called for. All right, but now in the organization for next year, 50 years, African Union, real politics, 950 million people, $1.7 trillion in income, is asking us in America that has a trillion dollars in income, get organized. Y'all got a trillion dollars out of 15 trillion in your country. Get yourselves together to help us as you help yourself because. We can give you jobs that are created in helping us. I mean, you know, in Africa, we get 9% of oil from Nigeria. We get a total of 12% of oil from Africa. 
We get as much oil from Africa as the Mideast. Okay. Yeah, so so we, we we have to organize where we are, okay? Drop our buckets where we are and make it happen. So Marcus Garvey's birthday the seventh, I mean uh, uh this Saturday. And you know, the original group of Pan Africanists, the UNIA, all right, that uh the African Union was modeled on okay, out of uh, World War Two all the leaders of what would to become the independent African nations met in London with the boys, and uh, uh, Marcus Garvey had just died. Mm-hmm. And so they organized. They're here. They're saying, where are we at? Okay. Yeah, okay. So we, we, you know. So tell us some next steps. Just tell some next steps, Herschel. Well, some next steps. There, there's going to be a conference call on uh, Marcus Garvey's uh, birthday. Uh, what what our organization, the Friends of African Union, uh, did is I used to be a diplomat uh, for a country in Guinea uh, to the United States. I'm an American, but I lived in Africa, and we represented Africa to the United States. So this Saturday. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the conference is call conference. is going to be on um, on Saturday? Yes, Saturday uh, on his birthday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And do you mind if I give the number? No, go ahead. I'm I'm typing it up. Um, Mm 605-475-4850. And the code number to get in is 570-587-POUND. 570-587-POUND. POUND, okay. And so, so it, um, it, it, mm-hmm. so the whole idea is is that we organized the Friends of the African Union to organize the vote. Okay, we we have to have a vote in America. African Union divided America up into four areas, and they say we're going to give you four votes out of the twenty of the of the whole diaspora. You're going to get an equal amount of votes to Brazil and Caricom. We get four votes. Okay. And Did you explain this on a conference call? Herschel, is oh, this explained it, on a conference call? Yes, it'll be on a conference call, but if you do okay. Facebook, it's on Facebook. Just go to Friends of the African Union. Okay, because uh, okay. the only reason why, because we still have more, um, we have several people still to honor, and we mm-hmm. want to keep the focus on our honorees, because these oh. people do a lot of hard work, and this is our appreciative love that we're showing to the nonprofit sector. But I do feel there are a lot of people on here who would be interested. It just goes in such another direction. Yeah, so, that's that's a great I, did. Section I love that. needs to come together. Yeah. That's what this is called, the African Union Diaspora Civil Society. Is yeah, the I one understand. That gave us yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's why um, by going to the conference call, and, you know, then they can sit down and get, you know, all the details yes. and questions. Yes. And it moves them yes. in the next step, not just information, yes, but some Pacific. There so, um, but, yeah, just stay on the line. Um, we have another caller from the 347246. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hi. Yes, hi. Okay, I'm sorry. We do have two callers from the 347. So let me start with 347633. We've been waiting for you to come on the line, and then I'll come to you, 246. So caller from the 347633. Hi, this is Mark Gabby. Okay, hi, how are you? 
I'm fine. Brett gave me your number to give you a call in on his honoree for his award ceremony coming up. Okay. So um, spell your name out for me so I can put it in the chat room. Marcia, M-A-R-C-I-A. Okay, Marcia, yes. Dean, D-E-A-N-S. D-E-A-N-N, okay. And are you an advocate or do you have a nonprofit? I I I have a beauty pageant with a cause to give back, and this is my 13th annual Miss Tropical Paradise beauty pageant with a cause. And okay, you said it's the 13th annual Miss Tropical Paradise beauty pageant. Um, I'm sorry, Seven of Paradise. I'm having a little hard time hearing you. The 13th annual Miss Tropical Paradise beauty pageant. Alrighty, great. 13th annual Miss Tropical Paradise Beauty Pageant. Okay. Alrighty. And do you have a website? Um, you can always check me out on all my shows. I have a good link on YouTube, Tropical Paradise TV. Okay, so YouTube.com. Tropical, Tropical Paradise TV. Okay, Tropical Paradise. You can see my past shows. And my parents did a course to give back. One year we made we raised money for a young lady who have lupus for so many more birthdays. The year before we did a book in every child and and we have books, teddy bears for every kids in the Caribbean don't have books to read to their time stories. This year we are working hard because the hospital is gonna be built in the grill. A lot of people travel to Jamaica to Negril and they don't have an hospital for them. They have to take about an hour and a half to get to the nearest hospital that's in Montague. And usually they die because the hospitals are so far. Okay. So this gentleman, Mr. Wellington, owns Travelers Beach Resort. They got the land from the government and they're going to build an hospital named Negril International Hospital and Wellness Center. And this okay. is the cause we are going to be pushing for this year. Great. Alrighty. So um, now I'm just going to move on, um, and we're going to come back to you. But I'm going to move on to the caller from the three four seven two four six. Hi. Hello. Hi. How are you doing? I'm calling. I'm I'm the co-partner of Miss Deborah Somay. Miss Deborah Somay had to rush her mom to the hospital this evening. Okay. So I was just calling in for her. we have a radio um, show that comes on. Um, you know, you can call by internet. You can, you can do it by internet. Get on the phone, but it's called Entrepreneur Today. I'm sorry, today, tomorrow, and forever. And it comes on every Wednesday from nine to ten. And what we do, what we've been doing, um, is like giving, um, talking about different strategies about how to start up a business. You know, like the different mm-hmm. problems that you go through. And it comes on every Wednesday, and we we've actually she's actually been on a year. I just recently became the co-host in the last um, four mm-hmm. months, but she was doing it by herself before. Okay, and what so time on Wednesdays? Every Wednesday from nine to ten, and the phone number that people call. A.M. or call, P.M. P.M. Nine nine okay. nine P.M. to ten P.M. Every Wednesday. And what was it? Eastern time. Yes, Eastern time. Yes, ma'am. Okay. And the phone number that people can call is seven one four eight one six four six two two. 
we've also had different panel speakers to come on to talk about, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly of starting a business. And we've had um, quite a bit of success with different people calling and talking about, you know, um, the different things, you know, interesting the things that we've been talking about. And we had, like, a lot of dialogue. People have been getting on and talking about their different issues and that they're going through and, you know, it's like an encouragement to encourage people, you know, to don't yeah. give up on, you know, having your own business. Because what happens is that if so many people out here are getting um, fired and stuff or, you know, getting laid off, so we're giving them an alternative to how to start their business. I um, It doesn't matter what it is. I'm like, like Do I know you have a um, website? Now that, I'm not really sure. It's, it's, it's my Rockaway. It's under my Rockaway with Brett Stutter. Oh, okay then. Mm-hmm. Now, what is yeah. your name? I'm Teresa Scott. Okay, Teresa Scott. Right, right, and I'm the co-host with Miss Deborah Somme. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, Miss Deborah Somme was supposed to come on for you to interview her tonight, but mm-hmm. she had to rush her mom to the hospital. So, I just wanted to come on and you know and just talk a little bit. You know, I, it's really been a blessing for me um, to be on it. Um, you, you get um you, you get a chance to honor different entrepreneurs. Sometimes we honor different entrepreneurs. Like about two weeks ago we had um uh two entrepreneurs from North Carolina that were on and they came on and they discussed their business and it was really an interesting conversation. We had like then we had like we had a book writer, we had a, a woman that does a one woman show, so it's diff- it exposes entrepreneurs to come on yes. and expose their business. So it's a blessing it's for people that, you know, and, you know, like, we give them, like, different ideas, like how to pick the right partner, you know, like, people that, when it's time for you to walk away, you know, like, looking for, like, we, the first show that we did that I remember doing was on capital, fun, capital funding, like, trying to find capital for your business. So she gave, like, different um, websites that you can look up. So, like, we, we sometimes we do job interviews, too, like, if people want to know about jobs, we give, like, we we've um give them like tell them like different positions that you know they're looking for so like whatever information anyone you know that's looking for if they have any ideas that they want to discuss they can always um you know they well they can they can they can email Miss Somay she's at somay eleven twenty two at aol dot com that's spelled s o m m e eleven twenty two at AOL dot com, so they can always you know call on email, okay. you know find information on email. Yeah, but I just All wanted right. to come on, you know, and I've I've y'all had some really, um, especially the young lady y'all were talking about the different um, youth programs and stuff. That was very interesting because we live, um, we um, we our show comes from out of um, from far Rockaway, Queens. Okay. And um right. and um we have like different we had several programs like that here and so it's good to see that y'all still trying to, you know, do those kind of lovely programs for the youth because they are our future and we really need to, you know, educate them in how they can do better. So I'm excited, yes, you know. Definitely the youth and the entire family, you know. Yeah, no, it's true because the community needs to be educated. No, it's true. And um that's what's so great about the work that um Brett is doing. Like um Terrell just stated and Brett doesn't want to come on, guys. He's like, I don't want to come on because he wants you guys to be the center of attention. <laughs> right. But um, we do want to give a lot of respect to Brett for the work that he's doing, for recognizing, and not just recognizing, but um, or, uh, organizing and bringing together so many different nonprofits and different type of people that we would never know about. That's and it's true. A, 
this level of awareness is so important, not just to know, but to network and to build coalitions. You know, Terrell State, it takes a village not to just to raise a child, but to raise a community. It does. And um, we all need different supports and support systems, and a lot of times we don't realize what's right in our own backyard. Yes, and that's and what I love about Brett, because Brett has really exposed us to so much different things that we would have never gotten exposed to, and I really thank God for Brett. I pray that the Lord continue to, you know, to use him mildly, because he really is a blessing to the people. Yes. So, um, yeah, we definitely. So now what Brett wants me to ask each person is, what does this tribute, this being honored, you know, what does this appreciate love mean to you? So I'm going to start with Ray Crockwell. Well, thank you very much. It means a great honor to me for my uh, even consider my work because I'm doing, basically doing this from my heart. So what I did is I didn't do it for the fact of getting recognition. I just did it for the fact that I wanted my people to kind of come together and get their, their thoughts and everything in perspective and do something for our young people. Because right now, that's basically our future gener- generation. And I know yeah, that you know there's a lot of things that we could be doing, a lot more things we could be doing that we're really not. So I just did my part the best I could. Ah, great. And Sugar Ray? Yes, yes. Uh, just, um, you know, I, I I always have a thing, you know, when I'm being honored or, or, or recognized or awarded. Um, I mean, I definitely appreciate it. You know, it's, it's definitely a good thing. But I never get too excited because the problem continues. You know, our people are still dying. You know, our people still are not um, being educated properly. You know, so, I mean, I, I'm, I'm extremely thankful, of course, and I'm humble. But what this means to me is that I have a lot more work to do, much more work to do. You know, um, yeah. It's a great opportunity to meet others throughout the country, throughout the nation who are doing similar work, you know, who are doing great things in their own communities. And, um. It, it, it's more work, more work, you know, more love to to, mm-hmm. to be spread. Uh, but I'm extremely thankful and humble, you know, and I appreciate Brett um, more than I can ever express. All right. And next we have Terrell. Hi. Hi. Um, it, to be appreciated is one thing, but honestly, I'm I take moments like this to really recognize the organization and, you know, so that it can be put out there and that more people can be aware of the type of work that is available to their children, to the community, because a lot of people don't know who we are, don't know what we're doing, don't know that programs like ours exist. So when we get appreciated, I take that as an opportunity to showcase to the the community, showcase to the world that this is actually out there and come and take advantage of it. Unfortunately, our people of color, we do have a lot of resources available to us, but we don't know that it's there, so we can't take and we don't take advantage of it. Yes, and it's not just people of color. I'm going to let you know that because I worked in a nonprofit sector. I actually worked mm-hmm. in Philadelphia for an organization called Philadelphia Mental Health Care Corporation. It was specifically formed because, believe it or not, in the state of Pennsylvania, in the southeastern portion of Pennsylvania, the mental health systems, most of them didn't know other portion existed. 
Like, you know, the city didn't know there were certain state agencies. Certain state agencies didn't know there were certain city agencies. And then the um, private sector, you know, places, they just didn't know each other existed. So PMHCC actually formed itself, you know. Again, now we're going to get into entrepreneurship. Right. That's how people don't see how things tie in. They Mm -hmm. saw a need. And then these were a bunch of techies, so they developed software and everything. And a big program, if you're in Philly, called CBH. CBH was born out of there. I saw CBH birth. <laughs> it is one of the HMOs and reporting systems. But I saw it birth. And um, that, you know, big HMO that wound up taking off dealing with mental health here in Philadelphia. But that all came out of, you know, a group of people seeing a need. And what they did, they managed the mental health services. We managed their admin and, and um, on some of their budgets because, mm-hmm. you know, and, like, I did all the purchasing. But because we brought it all together, I could purchase on wholesale levels and get deals that they weren't getting individually and actually save them money. Like, the city was paying, oh, my God, they were paying three or four times the amount on paper. And you don't think that means anything, but when you're buying a pallet of paper at a time and you're paying, paying these ridiculous fees, and, you know, and so, you know, saving us money saves our budget, affects our taxes, all of these things, but this awareness and collaboration means so much. When you leverage yourself together as a group, as a community, what happens is you can pull in more dollars because you become more more full service as an organization. And because you you get to offer more, you know, okay. our students just can't give this, but because I partnered with, because we partnered with this mental health agency, because we partner with this um, sports agency or this fitness group, and because we partnered with this academic group, because of that, when the people come to, um, say, the misunderstood to that program, they can offer academic help, they can offer physical fitness help, they can offer get help those with mental health issues. They can make sure they get those type of supports. So their program becomes, you know, more feasible and more well-funded because they do nourish the whole person, and the healthier whole person comes out. And, you know, I just say that as far as strategic thinking, as far as you figure out there's no way I can help because you think of, you may think of our nonprofits that helps just in one way. There's a lot of different things people can do to help, and this is the purpose of these programs is and this recognition. And another reason why Brett does it because you know he's been blessed to be put in the company of all of us. And if some if for some reason God has placed you in this position, there's something for you to do with all of that. And so, um, you know. You know, that's why I make sure I post in the Master Grill Radio. We have a group on Facebook, so you can go back and look at the chat. If it seems like a lot of information, you can go back, look at it while you listen to the show, and, and, and check out the links and all. That's why I make sure I get that information. So we have a couple more people. We're going to want to get your opinion, but in between, I'm just going to play this piece for you. It's a spoken word piece called Move the Crowd. And this is um, this is the heart of the advocate and the, the nonprofit organization and what they're trying to do and how they need to. The, um, they're looking for people to listen, but it's just so much going on around people. Sometimes they just can't hear. 
This is called Move the Crowd, and it's by Mrs. Betty Sun from his album Poems in the Key of Life. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Before I bring out your feature, hold up. I, I need everybody's attention real quick. Up top, up top, up top to look. I know y'all, y'all, y'all getting nice at the bar. Y'all bellies is full, and I appreciate that energy because we need that love in here. But real quick, my man got something to say. He want to take the stage, but I need, I need y'all to, um, I need all eyes up here. I, I need, I need focus. You know what I mean, if y'all could please, I mean, take the cafeteria, lunchroom, school shit, and um, break it down to a church sermon, like just for, for five minutes. My man got something he want to say to y'all. Hey, Shice, come on, man. Hope you can uh, calm him down. How can I move the crowd? It's a question I ask myself every day, new week beginning, the world still spinning in a social decline. Got so many thoughts on my mind, can't wait to get to the venue and share some issues. Not rob and realize nobody cares about the poet's tears, ideas, hope, aspirations, and fears. See, he came for the ladies and she came for the drinks. And my mind starts to sink into a situation of deep dread, thoughts pounding in my head. But I'm called to the stage and I breathe. Read excerpts from the book of my life. Stand on stage, and I turn the page, and I realize I'm talking to a crowd of closed minds and dead eyes. Just wanted to share the art, but the words get sacrificed upon the cross. Cause my sisters are dealing with her own pain. Another broken relationship thought that man would be the one. And street violence took somebody else's son. And as a daughter home pregnant at 14 in the hood, got a way of crushing all our dreams. Got a father upstate, a mother with a drug habit you just can't shake it. I want to speak to the crowd about the African child soldier in the Congo with the AKs. But right here, we got juvenile gangsters stuck in their ways. You can give it to me. And I put it all in my book of poems to make a burnt offering to the mantle. Because if life is in shambles, trust me, ain't nothing you can't handle. But oh my God, it's hard. But tonight, we're going to turn this open mic into the afterlife. Here and now, it's heaven on earth. And it's going to get beautiful like a black baby's bird. Can't grip walk when I talk. Get low when I spit fire. Spoken word, good deacon, need you to hum along with the choir. This is street life salvation, up ye mighty nation, off the plantation. I'm so real, I'm drinking 40 ounces of liquid freedom while weak minds work the field. And African blood still spills from the masses bullwhip. But he gonna have to slow down, I'll carry a full clip. How can I move the crowd? It's a sign on the door, no niggas allowed. I only came to build with the gods, head to the sky. Shice is your big brother, you can call on me. And Satan on your back, trust me. I'm knocking out all bullies, the devil ain't got nothing for me. I'm more powerful than a nigga. Real spiritual African legacy just rolls off my tongue like drums. Poetic rhythms of hip hop break beats when I speak to the gods. Peace. Beautiful. Nice, nice. Beautiful. Yeah. So, um, just wanted to share that with you guys and just, you know, the people listening that sometimes. You know, we just working to move the crowd, and we need everybody. <laughs> um, the caller from the 513 has dropped, but we have the caller from the 347-633. If you can let us know what this um, tribute and appreciate love means to you. Well, um, Breast is the one didn't tell me much about the tribute, but... What he was telling me about, he was doing the honoring. So tribute is that people give back without wanting anything um, in return. And a lot of times I do that, give back, don't expect anything. The most thing I expect is maybe a thank you. And that's what it meant to me. Just giving of yourself, your art and soul, and don't expect anything back. Okay. 
And this is share with everyone. I'm going to make Brett come on and explain it in detail because this is his idea. But the tribute is, you know, it's nothing super. It's just the fact that he took the time out. He creates these beautiful certificates for us to say that we've been honored and recognized for our work. Mm-hmm. And then this year he took it a step further, well, two steps further. He asked us to do radio shows, and then in other markets people are also doing um, dinners, you know, where they're taking the time to honor people. So yeah. um, it's literally just taking the time to say, job well done. We, You know, we yeah. see you and we appreciate you. Okay. All righty, and call her from the 347-246. That is um, that's Teresa, Teresa Scott. Scott. Yes, hi, Teresa. Hi, what does um, it mean well, to you and Deborah? <laughs> well, I can say on Deborah and my part, it has really been a blessing to the both of us because it has made us be, um, it, especially with myself, I have made be and make a commitment to do this on a weekly basis. It really takes, you really have to have your mind committed to do it on a weekly basis. You know, it's like there's times when things come up, you got to listen, oh, I got to get on a radio show no matter what. And a couple of times I had actually forgotten. And and just like like about 10 minutes, I was like, oh, she's supposed to be on the radio. But it's an honor because it's educating people. It's letting people know that you can start your own business and you don't have to um, have a lot of money to start your own business. And there's so much... There's so much information out here for people who want to start their business. And so, like, say if a person, um, especially with young people, um, there's so much stuff out here to do. It's like um, I was in um, Harlem the other day, and I saw um, people stand on the corner selling food. It's their business. They're selling food, and they're making money. And so whatever that you put in your mind to do, you could do it. So never, ever put yourself down and say, you know, I can't start my own business because we – it's, all you have to do is educate yourself, and there's funding out here. There, there's people that will help you. There's people like Brett that will expose you to all kind of people, so you can get some help. If there's there's so much information out here. Um, it it let me. With it, the one thing that how I'm on it because it helped me to look at places in my life where I would not, where I didn't make a commitment to. So it's making me be more committed to my life and, you know, to really focus on, you know, being the best businesswoman that I can be and serving the people. Because if, you, if you're going to have a business, you need to, you need to have some integrity. You need to be, the people need to be able to trust you, and, they need to, and you need to respect the people that you are selling your product to or what it, if, it's, if, it's, if it's food, if it's a service, if it's a, a brick and mortar, whatever that you do but you know, make sure that you give the people the best that you can. And so Brett has given us the opportunity um, to share that information with people and expose other people's businesses, like people will call and, you know, tell us about their business. So it has really been a, a, a wonderful um, four months for me. And I've been I've been a, a listener since you first started, but to actually be a co-host, I was honored to be the co-host. So I thank God for Brett, and I thank God for Miss Soulmate because they really have been a blessing to my life. And I really just thank God for even meeting your new, even meeting new people tonight um, to hear <laughs> the great work that everyone else is doing. And it's just a blessing to know that you know we are all connected if we just expose, we take a chance and expose ourselves to something different. There's a lot of help out there, and there's a lot of um, you know ways that we can better ourselves and educate ourselves, but. 
We just have to make the phone call or walk through the door or just, you know, make up your mind, I'm going to do it. And so thank God Miss Somi decided to, um, you know, do the show, and so it's been a blessing for me. Thank you very much, ma'am. All righty. Okay, this sounds really good, so maybe soon Brett's going to come on. <laughs> and um, uh, I know we do have another caller on the line, so this call is from the 646. Caller from the 646? Hello? Yes. Yeah. Hello? Hi, how are you, sir? I'm good, how are you? We're doing great. Great, great. Um, so my name's... Uh, Harry, and uh, I guess I'm speaking on what appreciate love to me. Okay. Uh, is that the the topic? Um. Yes, that's what the topic is, sir. Okay. Well, um, I I think uh, the whole situation of, of this appreciate love that you guys are putting on is a great. Uh, starting point for collaboration between uh, numerous groups around the city that, you know, usually go unnoticed, you know, for the work that they're doing. Um, being myself uh, running a small community organizing group out of the Bronx, you know, I happened to have met the Brett, um, you know, and collaborated with him on a few things, and I, I think this is a, a really, really uh, cool tool and uh, inspiring beginning, um, and I, I like I said, I think it's a really great way to, as a, the lady was saying before, to bring groups together so that people can meet each other and really to, you know, shed light on groups that are doing a lot of really good positive work throughout the city that are going unnoticed, you know? Yes, and we want to take everything one step further. It's, it's not just awareness. We have to share information, you know, that and, spe- and even on the Internet. Everyone that has a group here, if they're on Facebook and they have a fan page, like the page, but don't just like it or like a comment. Go the step further and share it. We as a people have to get better at sharing. That's the whole purpose of the Internet, to make things viral. If you find some great information, share it with someone with a personal note. I really think this is great. Please check it out, support it, please like it. We can build our businesses because, you know, and build our, you know, organizations and, um, you know, and then also, you know, sources. We, you know, we need volunteers. We just, you know, whatever way we can help and support one another, we want to go beyond just knowing that they're there. Then the next thing is, you know, what can I do? How can I help? You can't help everyone and every, you know, organization and everything. But just by knowing and writing it down, what happens is you may come across someone or someone that needs it and you can share the information. That's something we can all do. But then, you know... You know, wherever you can help, volunteer, you know, just whatever you can do. Definitely. Someone was going to say something? Yes. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Go ahead. Okay. No, I was saying I definitely agree with you. And, um, you know, on on that note, um, actually there's a a group up in the Bronx, uh, well, it's working all around the city, that's actually facilitating a project right now in Harlem that's actually working on building uh, food security 
and educational opportunities and sustainability, which is is a really really great and powerful program. You know, I think that it is it is really good that you know folks are starting to take the step forward, and we're really working on you know sharing information with each other and and spreading the word and trying to you know get more people active. You know, I really think that's really great and really powerful. You know. One of the things that I I have um, I've kind of been concerned with and 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 going out there and, and you know doing things that we do here in the Bronx is really really trying to uh, polarize and, and and inspire our folks in the community who are kind of caught in this reptilian mind state of just trying to pay their bills while the system's bearing down on them, especially in light of all of these big cuts that are going on. And it's really trying to get them out there, you know, and it's really, really been a big, big challenge, you know, but I think this is a great tool. I definitely think this is a great tool to inspire and, and, and bring light to work that's being done that's productive around the city. You're right, and it's not just in the city of New York. And, you know, I know y'all a bunch of New Yorkers, but I'm here in Philly. We had mm-hmm. um, Mr. Uh, Ray. He's up there in um, Chicago. Mm-hmm. Right, Ray? Yes, Chicago, Illinois. Yep, yep, he's up there in Chicago. So we are, we're all over working. And um, can you give me your name again, sir? Because I missed it when you first were speaking or I was typing in. My name is Harry. Okay, Harry. Yeah. And are you an advocate? Are you working with the nonprofit organization? Um, I actually uh, run and organize a community organizing group called the Urban Rebuilding Initiative. And uh, we actually focus on issues like uh, ending mass incarceration, uh, creating food sovereignty for low-income, working-class, black and brown communities throughout uh, the city. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we're not just primarily focused on New York because we actually do work with a lot of folks uh, around the nation. Um, okay. But, you know, we are a New York-based group, but, um, yeah. We, and what we, is we, your, um, what, do you have a website or web presence? Yes. Okay, yes, go ahead. Um, it's org. Yeah. We also have a Facebook page, which is uh, Urban for Building Initiative, Research and Development. Okay, um, slow down, slow down. I don't type that sorry fast. About that. <laughs> okay, I'm typing <laughs> So I got www.uri people's initiative.org. That's correct. Okay, and your Facebook page is uh you just search for Urban Rebuilding Initiative and you should find it. I I don't actually have the 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 URL but off the top okay. of my head. But um All righty. Yeah, we're Alrighty. actually yeah, we're 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 actually up in New York right now. Where we actually got this campaign that we're working on right now, which is to build food security for different communities in New York in New York City, specifically the Bronx and Harlem area. We actually just got uh, access to our first uh, 5,000 plus square foot lot to actually build a sustainable food production site up in okay. Central Harlem, which is really good. Um, we're actually going to be providing uh, locally grown fruits and vegetables uh, for our neighbors in the community. 
um, using all sustainable techniques. So it's a really good program um, that we're working to get off the ground, collaborating okay. with Brother Brett and a bunch of different other groups like the Pan-African Movement, the December 12th Movement, uh, a couple folks from the Freedom Party. Uh, another really strong positive group out of Harlem is about the campaign and the new um, you're starting to break up. Um, I'm sorry about the camera. You yeah, you're starting to break up a lot. Your phone's breaking up. Well, you know what we're going to do? Real quick, I want to just give some inspiration because this is Master Grill Radio, and one of our, you know, goals is to create a viable industry for spoken word. So um, I know a lot of times spoken word isn't incorporated in regular shows, but I fit spoken word in almost anywhere. <laughs> but this um, this is for, uh, first I'm going to go to Poetry for a Living for our entrepreneur program. And then just for us generally, I'm going to go um, to one of the youth advocates, and he is um, the executive director of Philly Youth Poetry Movement. And they've won Brave New Voices, but they really, you know, give youth an outlet through poetry. This one is called Tell Her She's a Queen. And it's just some inspiration for our um, our honorees tonight. So first we're going Poetry for a Living. And this is by Lamar Anthony Hill. And he's out of Jersey, out of North Jersey. So um, Poetry for a Living. Every time I tell somebody I do poetry for a living, they look at me weird. Like they don't believe that it's possible. I tell them that it is. I tell them I don't make my living off giving people reasons to buy a CD. That's crazy. I make my living off giving people reasons to live outside the box, outside the cell block, outside the cubicle. I tell them that a life lived without boundaries is beautiful. I tell them that the body can do whatever the mind chooses to. And I ain't got no illusions or grandeur. I know where my story ends, but yours begins whenever you get ready to move. Want to be a lawyer? Take your ass back to school. You only got a short time on this earth, so while you're here, you better find your niche and work on it like your life depends upon it, cause tomorrow isn't promised, failure's not an option, wanna be a dancer, get it poppin', work your angles like an architect with all your tears, blood, and sweat, then disregard the people that'll tell you you're crazy, cause they too scared or lazy, and too complacent to make the necessary changes, this life is about risk, jumping in with both feet, cause the answer could be just beneath the surface, and the timing ain't never gonna be perfect, but only 2% of the people on this planet actually do what they want, 60% of the people on this planet work for them, the other 38% are just too far gone, so you better get in where you fit in while you still can. Otherwise, thou wondering what could have been. And when you think about it like that, doing poetry for a living makes perfect sense. It puts me in that 2%. I only answer to God. Program managers can't censor my shit. I'm a prophet that prophesies and profits. No gimmicks. I give it to you the same way God gave it to me. The pen is a pistol. The words are a nightstick. I just beat you over the head till you submit. No blue pill, just red. Here's some water. Swallow this. And this ain't about performing. This is two doses of reality. Call me in the morning. This is word is born. This is you better get your piece of the pie before it's gone. This is one part heart, four parts persistence. Cover the pot and let it simmer. Guess who's coming to dinner? Opportunities knocking. Better pop the lock and let them enter. This is 2005. You can start a business with an internet connection and a laser printer. No excuses. Get on your mission and consider all this the next time you fix your face to ask me what I do for a living. That is beautiful. <laughs> So that's just some inspiration. And please think about sharing this with some of the young people. 
you don't have to say here, listen to it, but if you just play some of these things around, and, you know, I work with a lot of boys, they respect it. They respect people with lyrical skills that have something to say that can tell a story, and so they will how, respect it. How hmm? can you purchase, how can I purchase that? Okay, um, it's Lamar Anthony Hills, the black male. Okay. And it's from the album Black Male. Okay, Lamar. Now just get in touch with me. Just come over to Master Grill Radio, the Facebook group. If there's ever a problem, come to me and ask me. And then I have to go to Lamar. Because I don't know if Lamar has his work online. Because if you notice, that said, this is 2005. Some of this is older work, and they haven't gotten out to get digital distribution. Right. And so, like, I purchased it. I get stuff when I go out to shows to support the artist, but I'm not sure if he does. So we'll find out. But okay. um, you said Master Grill what? Radio. Master, uh, Master Grill Radio. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what we're on now. Yeah. Just look on the Facebook group Master Grill Radio, and there's a website MasterGrillRadio.com. Okay. As well as if you search on Blog Talk, you'll find it. Okay, and so just real quick, we got a caller um, wanting to speak from the 347-817. Hello? I guess you forced my hand, right? Hey, Brad, how are you? <laughs> I told you I, I, I wanted I wanted it to be, you know, my honorees. But they all wanted to tonight. recognize you, too. Oh, they, they, you know, we all good. We're good. Hi guys, how are you? Hello. Hi, Brett. Oh hey. my God. I was I was listening. Um, I think you're be- beautiful. But li- listen, this is all about bringing us together and and letting everyone know people who don't know you like I know you of the great work that you do and the, the things that you represent in the areas that you do. You know, I want to thank Miss Taylor Adams for, you know, hosting this show and, and giving you guys an opportunity to, you know, talk about yourselves on her radio station. She has a great following, and, and it's a good exposure because at the end of the day, it's about getting more people to know who you are and be able to network, partner, and collaborate with you so that they, too, can benefit from the great programs that you have. And, you know, we all need help and support in what we're doing in different ways. And at the end of the day, it's about just, you know, getting that recognition out there and, and letting people know who you are and the different programs that you're working on. So I want to thank Ms. Taylor Adams for that, and I want to say congratulations to all the honorees this year. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you, sir. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, thank you. I think I just think what Brett is doing is really wonderful, and we really do, you know, need this. And if you ever check out any of the other ones... You know, it it is. He really has a great, great group of people, and so um, let's just take that one lesson and learn from one another. So, uh, what we're gonna do? We have like about a half hour left. So, Miss um, Taylor, Miss Taylor, Adams, yes. Let's not take away from you as one of the honorees as well. We got to give you your moment to talk <laughs> about you as an honoree as well. 
Well, to let everyone know, I don't have a nonprofit organization. Um, I will be qualified as an advocate. You know, I just love our people. I love our youth. I love our community. And it's just been ingrained in me since I can remember. Um, my church is um, an inclusive ministry for the deaf and hearing, and I've been going there since I've been 13, and we've always had a social service agency. So I've just, ever since I've been young, I've been used to serving and understanding various needs. And I'm like the Pied Piper when it comes to children and people who may have issues. I don't know. But if they follow me everywhere. So. <laughs> Um, and actually, I have never, I've never birthed a child, but I have over twelve grandkids. They call me my mom because I've, I've been a stepmom to four children who had a whole lot of children. And you know, I just, you know, I'm just one of the people. You, you just do. You know, you see someone in need and you help. And I do have affinity for young people. And um, I just think my my gift with young people is I can still remember what it was like being young. So, like, I feel for them a lot. And I think I can see a lot of times when they're overlooked or their viewpoint is overlooked and not taken seriously. And uh, I've even had the opportunity to use this radio show for that, where I was actually in a group of all of these youth leaders and youth programs and everything, and young people started coming in. And when the young people came in, everyone ignored them. You know, no one would buy their book. Nobody would, you know, if that's the one place, this is a place of about youth, supposedly. So I actually started putting them on a radio show. And these young people have been blessing me. They started as young as 13 years old. They said they follow Miss Jackie, but Miss Jackie follow them. They like thirteen to seventeen years old, and they're they're dynamite. They're off the chain, and in these type of things, I can share with them, and they'll actually share it with other people listening. You know, they get it. And I mean, uh, Mary Pat Hector. I think she's one of the honorees this year as well, right? Yes, ma'am. Yeah, she's 14. She just turned 14, and she's a national um, social activist. You know, she works with um, Reverend Al Sharpton, and she leads his youth division nationally. I mean, it's just, and that's, you know, one of my missions now is just to tell the good news because sometimes we're so inundated with the negative news, we hear it. And in in I get I could tell you my sob story from my grandson being shot at close range and now is paralyzed from the neck down and he's only 19. Um, I've had other people shot and killed. You know I could tell you stories, but at the same time it's a lot of great things going on, and we need to know that and need to know that our young people do great things as well. And um. And we need to recognize them and, and, and respect their opinion. Of course, they're young; they still need guidance, but they really have true thoughts, true ingenuity, and you know, to look at them as people. They're in a different stage of life, but they're they're actually people with full thoughts. And if we support them, we could really, you know, build some great things. 
and you become living examples. Because you, you would be so surprised who's watching you that you would never know. And you, there are people that are watching you that you have touched their lives, and you will never know it. But just know if you're doing what your purpose is doing is coming from your heart. Just keep doing it. Sometimes it seems discouraging, but you are really saving lives, and you're teaching someone how to save lives that you don't even realize, and they're going out helping a whole bunch of other people. Uh, can I add so, something to what you said? Uh, when you yes, said we're so inundated with the uh, negative, that's one of the things I want to concentrate on right there. We need to, need to have more positive images out here for our people to look at. Because right now, when you look at television, it's all, like you said, inundated and, and, and negative. And it's also the wrong image. And that's why I well, like can I, Right. Now, I want to ask everybody this from this standpoint. If you agree with what the brother is saying, this is where I come in as my innovation and all. I've been having a Master Grill project for, for a while, and I'm grateful for the woman that asked, where can I buy that? But I see spoken word as a, as a one, an area in which we can move vertical. So, you know, first understand who, who pays the pipe or picks the tune. You know, our social activism and movement is all great, but we also have to move economically. We have to start spending money within our communities to strengthen our own communities. But we can, and vertical movement means you move from concept through retail consumption, you know, all in ownership with one community. African Americans are the only inter- only cultural group in the world that does not corner some market. It's a small market, but we have a unique way of delivering our spoken word as African Americans. We have an opportunity to move that. And words are powerful. Words provoke thoughts, thoughts provoke images, and if we can see it, we can believe it, and we can do it. That goes negative or positive. So if we do not support and buy the negative music, the mainstream music, and at, and at the same time support and buy more positive music, and, um, and you don't have to lose quality, just because something is positive is not a loss in flavor or quality. And at the same time, if we don't watch those shows, but we support, like someone comes, I, I can bring in front of everybody right now a, a people that are working on phenomenal projects, need them funded. I got people that they're ready to launch phenomenal black programming across regular broadcast broadcast TV stations the issues of funding but if we we don't even if we get a, a few people to do a little so I, what I'm just want to put in your thoughts and minds is we don't just have to say what's out there negative we can literally come together and strategically put the positive out front that's why with the um, the radio shows I do I only do one radio show on spoken word, and that's about the business of spoken word. Periodically, I do an all-music or spoken word show. But all my shows are topical from marketing, from, you know, interviewing people on various topics, business shows. Um, Right now, I'm chairman with the Urban Tech Fair, which is a national movement. So I do all different types of things, but there's not one thing that I don't incorporate the spoken word. You know, and that's to show its diversity, 
its versatility and to actually, you know, create a need and demand for it. So I just want to empower everyone with that thought. We don't have to feel hostage because, especially you New Yorkers, I mean, flavor, I mean, I could, I could tell you a hundred different places I can go up to, from the National Black Theater to all these great eateries up 125th Street, just, you know, all over New York and Brooklyn. And, I mean, you talk about great flavor, great art, great artists. You, it only takes a minute stepping outside. Hmm? You mean these places that are being gentrified and closed down as you speak? Because these black eateries and, and these businesses, are, as far as us New Yorkers go, which I don't think is a proper term that we should be doing, uh, labeling each other, but nonetheless, these things are closing down. These things are 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 are, are, are dissolving. You know what I mean? I, I understand what you're saying. I kind of didn't get to hear what the brother, his full comment was when he was speaking out the negative that's being perpetuated in the media. But I, I I'm I'm I understand people's I, I understand our view in moving vertically, using things like spoken word to reinforce um you know, the positive that can be done. But I'm confused because when you spoke about economics and businesses, the fact that, you know, we African Americans like you said don't have any market that we have cornered, um why would our first focus be on retail or media when maybe we should be focusing on things like sustainable food sources or um, co-optive housing strategies or uh, uh, getting into? I didn't say our focus. I, I didn't wait. I never said our focus should be on retail. I said a vertical paradigm is moving from thought and idea through retail consumption. Uh huh. Okay, so, I, you know, I, so you have an idea in your head, okay? Mm-hmm. You have an idea in your head. You formulate the idea. Then you mm-hmm. manufacture it, whatever form that comes in, whatever manufacturing form. Then you have to distribute it, whatever form that comes in for your business model. Okay, I, under, I, okay. I, I, I understand Through consumption. That. Now, retail well, consumption may mean different well, things in different industries. But I never yeah, said we just had to focus on retail. That wasn't the well, statement I made. Well, sister, my apologies, but my point was, is in consumption, in blacks, Afro Americans buying from black businesses is extremely difficult to do. And just me being a young person, maybe this is the youth in me. You know what I mean? Um, when over 2 million people of our people are being warehoused in prison facilities. And go to Azania. Go to AzaniaMarket.com. No, no, I'm trying I, to tell I, you where there are black businesses, okay? Because, well, the, on, you know, on, no, on, no, 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 hold Excuse up. Me, no, hold up. We're going to stay. We're here we, to, like, stay I in the positive vein because, you know what, I, that's, that's what our problem is right now is that we yeah. always find negative stuff to out. Like to like to to prove a point about the negativity. We have enough negativity. Well, ne- but there are, I, I know the negativity exists. I can spell it all does. those facts for you. But the thing about it, what you admit that you don't know is about all the positive. Go. You want a network? You want to know where everything you can go buy from somebody black? Go to Azania.com. 
And if you got a black person that manufactures anything, they need to go to IzaniaMarket.com, and you need to be there. You need to be there as a consumer and if you're a business because we need to support one another. You got to put your money where your mouth is. So if you're looking for because I can tell you up 125th Street, while I even know the national black, while they lost the property, and that's worth over $7 million. But I can tell you black-owned businesses still on 125th Street. They struggling. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you a network. And they produce. If I got, we got a play I want to be produced, we put it together. We put the numbers together. And there is a network of people up in New York from national black people. And Dr. Barbara Antier raised, she taught these people not just how to be actors, not just her technique. She taught them how to be administrators. She paid for them to be producers so that they could go beyond. So even though after the National Black and she's passed away, uh, Deborah has started, started a whole new entity just off of Shakespearean theater. Black's doing that. That's a line of revenue. They have a whole circle of people I, I, that they deal with. I, I so kinda, what I'm saying, I, I, there are a group of people and, they, and these groups of people. Go to America 20. Okay, go to blackinnovation.org. I think it, in it order exists, for us to have do. a productive conversation and keep it on the positive, we each have to be able to let each other finish our thoughts. And I wasn't trying to focus on the negative. My point that I'm making and I still need to make is, is how can I, as a young person in the age bracket from 16 to 27, support black businesses when the youth is being incarcerated, when, when the consumer base, the black consumer base doesn't is it's not existing anymore. There are few peoples and this few networks that are there. I understand those networks. I know they're there. I work with some of those people. I lived on 130th and Madison. I've been living in New York all my life. I, I, I'm totally down with everything that you're talking about. But I'm not trying to point out anything about being negative. I'm just saying that. Well, you, you weren't on this show. I, I'm going to suggest you need to listen a little bit longer because there was someone else speaking to the issue of incarceration. One of the organizations being recognized, they're, they're, you know, these are, um, they have alternative, um, it's alternative sentencing in, programs. Okay. You still didn't let me finish the point. But I, I understand that, sister, and not for nothing, I'm one of the organizations and one of the people that's being honored in the appreciate love thing, too. But, you know what I mean, I'm, I, I think that, you know, I think we as a community have a lot of internal um, conflict, that when we talk to each other or that any time a contradicting ideal by one of us is brought up to another, that we're not in we're not even in a position yet where we can positively talk out these ideas and hear each other out. So, you know, as just just somebody as me as just a that young is person, not you know what? I'm gonna tell you I'm, Harry, I'm just, I'm just sharing with you. Let no I'm Harry. Just, sister, I'm, Harry, I'm, let me I'm, share sister, this with you. Cut you. me off. Sister, you cut me no, off. I I'm I I am listening sister, to you, Harry. You cut me I wanna off share something time. with You're you still, and then I'm gonna let you finish. I just wanna no. share something with you. Okay, Harry, the problem, okay, I'm not going to say the problem because I'm not going to say that. But what you don't understand is you're <laughs> up to tw- age 27. I'm just sharing this with you. I'm age 48. 
I've been uh-huh. through everything you're talking about. I've been personally experienced, uh-huh. and I've been through all of this. I know what you're saying, and I know the effects of what you're saying. It's not that what you're saying is wrong, but the problem is, Harry, you need to say it a better way. Words have power, and you're coming from the negative. And you're trying to get somewhere else, but what you're saying, even another woman came on and said it. So, okay, take me out of it. But two people call you that way. Can I say something to you, baby doll? Um, my church is on 116th and 7th Avenue. It's called First Corinthian Baptist Church, mm-hmm. and and you can come there. We have we we're building a dream center right now for youth, so they can do something better with themselves, so they can have a they can have a, a different a different role model. So it's not it's not that it's not that people are not out there doing positive things. It's just mm-hmm. that. No, I'm, I'm just telling you, baby. If you if you want to come to, like you said, you want to hunt. I will be I will be down at your church coming in the next few days. They're actually building an urban farm on 111th Street. We've been going back and forth with HVD and Community Board 10 in that area for a little while, so you'll definitely probably see my face in there. I just want okay. to get this and out so people kind of understand me. I didn't say that nobody was out there. I didn't mean to cause any problem. I don't even really know the words. That sparked this because I, I at, at three times in me trying to get my point across, I was interrupted and told what I was saying when when I was asking a question because I didn't understand and 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 and, and you know I guess you're right I, I I don't understand and and it's hard for somebody as a youth to understand when the youth isn't even allowed to get out the question or idea before two words that may not be liked by the person who's who, who's hearing these words will jump in and cut you off. So, you know what I mean? I, I would love to sit down and talk to you personally. I would love to come to your church. I'm glad that there's a lot of things out there. Me personally, you know, my, uh, my family's been, I have family members and, and folks who organize with me every day who, who, who are in the black community that's just that's that's her age and, 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 and most of the older folks' ages on this radio station or, 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 or who have been organizing for a long time. And, you know, and just from the reality that or, or the standpoint that we've seen, when uh, undergrad, uh, college, middle-class white kids can come out and build a national movement in six months to go after things like, uh, student debt forgiveness, and the black and brown community is still facing the same issues that we've been facing since the dawn of this country. It's kind of bewildering to me. It's it's, it's kind of it's kind of hard for me to wrap my mind around that. You know, when people are telling me that I should just focus on positivity, positivity all the time. You know what I mean? But, but the Bronx, the Bronx in general, the South Bronx has been the poorest congressional district for over 40 years, one of the poorest in the nation. And it's filled with black and brown people. Harlem has been the black belt for forever, and it's dissolving. It's literally dissolving. My 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 family's been there forever, and it's dissolving. All of the black businesses that were there are are, are disintegrating. It's all disappearing. Places like Brooklyn are being gentrified. They've been gentrified over the last 15 years. It's happening the across the country, and it has been doing uh, it since 1996. So uh, what no, I'm no, trying to, wait. Harry, uh, what uh, I'm trying to tell you, you gotta, is, you gotta, uh, you gotta under- let me get the point out. You, you'll never understand me. 
You'll never understand me if you if you if you. All righty, go ahead. You you think we don't understand you, but go ahead. Well. Okay, can know, I can I ask you a question, <laughs> Harry? Can you can yes, you ma'am. do you think you have a solution that you can offer because. It's good, it's good to talk about the problem. I, I would, that's, that's exactly. Sister got it right. I was asking a question because I was He's looking asking a question. for you to give me a solution. I was looking for you to give me a solution, not give I'm, me a I'm, business promotion or not send me to some network where I could go to to, you know, help give somebody else business? some problem. Uh, what, no, was, see, see, that's the problem. If you... you <laughs> How can you want a solution to the problem that you speak of, but yet you don't want to go? See, this is the issue. This is our mentality. You want to know how the white undergrads can come up and do that. Supporting one another is not an issue. They didn't support one another. They built organizations from the floor. They built organizations from the floor. Well, you can't build an organization unless you uh, support one another. I'm giving you my experience. Like I told Mm -hmm. you, I work with, this wasn't a black organization, but Philadelphia Mental Health Care, it was was founded a private um, non-profit, but... It was the guy, guys happened to be Jews. They all knew one another. The executive director, everybody who founded that company initially mm-hmm. knew one another. It was a nonprofit, but they were on the boards. They were on the boards with one another. I sat in the boardroom when they talked about how they're going to get rid of another person. But no matter what, at the end of the day, they spoke together. Even when people tried to come in and ball bust the group, all it did, it went on to. The, the executive director left. He's executive director somewhere else. And that other, the new executive director, even though he was not capable, but he's somebody who was on the original team that they brought in, still was in their circle and all. The, this is the issue. See, those things are no not questioned. We have a theater company. I work for a theater company we started. It's a black theater company. We only focus in on the black issue, but automatically 30% of our audience and these are the people that financially carry us are white folks because mm-hmm. they supporting art is it's, it's just they automatically do it. It's not an argument about supporting art. We, you know, it's not an argument about paying twenty five dollars to come see our play over somebody that pay forty five to seventy five dollars to go see a Tyler Perry play. You know, you know that stuff is not even in question. But you know, so that's in green. So what I'm saying about the mere fact I'm sending you to Azania, the reason why I'm sending listen, Harry, the reason why I'm sending you to Azania is because the founder Roger Madison cares about the community. He's not Mm -hmm. trying to scam. He he's retired. And he or he had he worked at IBM and all of that. He good retirement, good pension. He don't have to do nothing to eat but sit. But mm-hmm. he spend it every day, every moment, and every extra dime he has in building a strong black marketplace and economic. And he is unashamedly black. You mm-hmm. have to be black to be part of his program. Uh, you say you want to know how can you you to a place where there are quality. He doesn't allow any black programs. I'm sending you to a place where there are quality black programs. Mm -hmm. And so this is what um, 
I'm trying to tell you, I understand, because I've been where you've been. I ask those same questions. There are organizations, the HarvestInstitute.org. They put it in strategy. It's a think tank. Now, believe me, they're not super common, but a lot of people like to talk a lot of talk but not actually do. And then the ones that do, unfortunately, 80% of them with what they do. So, but if you, I'm giving you to strategy. I'm a strategist. These are strategic mm-hmm. people, strategic movement that do things for a purpose and to raise nations. So okay. um, as you talk, I'll hold on one moment, and you guys go on and talk amongst each other. But what I want to say to you, Harry, is that um, I, you probably are hurting and you probably are looking for answers, but it's like um, you, you, you start off kind of negative, so that's why everybody um, – you you, you you was like on a defense and kind of negative. So that's why everybody was saying about, you know, we not having things because the whole purpose of the show is to elevate one another and build up one Hello. another. Hello? Hello, Harry? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's, yeah, all, that's all we were trying to do. We're not trying to tear you down, baby, because we've been young your age. And, and listen, I'm 54 and I'm still struggling in areas trying to figure out a lot of things. So don't think because... You, your whatever age that you're in, that you don't struggle. Everybody's struggling, but it's, it's just uh, that it's, it's, it wasn't. It's just it wasn't. We just trying to. We, we just trying to help you. And sometimes you think people. Sometimes when people are saying things, you might feel that someone is attacking. We're not trying to attack you, baby. We just trying to encourage you. To, no, I don't. I don't feel any. You might. You might be the person that needs to start the program that you're that you're trying to that you're trying to start. So by you networking with 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 um with Brett Summers and and all these other groups that are, that are on this phone, you 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 might you we all might can come together and help you find funding to do what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. So that's all that we're saying. We're not saying we're not saying that the next is. Listen, um, um, every, every day somebody's. I live in Far Rockaway. They have so much shooting out here. Um. I I I had gotten numb to the shooting. That's how much shooting has been out here, and I had to check myself because I've just I've just gotten accustomed to the shooting. So I was sitting home feeling sorry for myself, not doing nothing. And it wasn't until recently when my pastor made me accountable. It was like, okay, Teresa, what are you going to do? Even though you're not pulling the trigger, you pull the trigger. Because what did you do to try to keep the you know how how did you help the community for for change? Yeah. And so and I'm a very gifted, talented woman, but I've been sitting home feeling sorry for myself because my body don't work so well, but that has nothing to do with my mind. I could have been using my mind, whether my whether my legs work good or not, I could have been using my mind. I could have been making phone calls. I could have been calling people encouragement. I could have been doing so many things, but I haven't been doing things. And it wasn't it wasn't so much that God didn't give me the gift. It's just that I got caught up in a triangle of feeling sorry for myself because my body's not functioning. But my mind works very well. So all that I'm trying to encourage you is that, um, you, you might you might be the one who has to start the program that you're talking about. You might have to come up with a solution. What you said are, about the vestal things. What you said about we already you know, have a find. program started. This program has been running for over 17 months, and it's not just a vegetable program. It's it's a multifaceted program. I, I don't even want to call it a program. It, it, it's a it's a multifaceted initiative being okay. done by folks in the community of New York, specifically young folks. There are a few older folks, but primarily young folks. And, you know what I mean, I understand that we want to be on this positive, and it's a preacher love week, so we want to, you know, um, 
you know, want 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 want, want everybody to, to be positive, to be to be cool. You know what I mean? But my my question is is you know, I understand what she's saying about the black businesses. I understand about supporting each other and supporting the network. I'm not asking people. I, I mean, I love people to be introduced to our program, support us, and if they know where we can get funding, that would be really great. But we have been So do you have a contact information? Because I'm going to take down your number, and yes. maybe that's going to be my goal. Yeah, that's you. the um, – it's the – oh, okay, you want this contact information. What's your contact information? That I, you have a contact number that I can call you and get the information from you? Yeah, yeah. 646-646-389. Three eight nine twenty eight twenty eight seventeen. And what's your name again? My name is Harry. Harry, okay. I'm no. I'm I'm, I'm going to save it in my phone, and I'm going to mm-hmm. give you a call tomorrow. I'm serious because maybe it's something that I need to work on. Yeah, well, and um, and if 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 it rings and goes to voicemail, please I'll leave a leave message. My, I'll leave yes. a message. But uh, okay. just just what I was saying, it wasn't. Nothing negative, like oh my God, the world is collapsing, and, and and nobody's out there doing nothing. That's not what I was trying to get across. What I was trying to ask is, is I understand that there's a network, you know, and that network isn't attainable for folks who are, are really out on the outskirts of the diaspora. You know what I mean? There 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 are a lot of us who can afford to go to a play or a screening house, even if it's just $10. They, they can't go to the, the Tyler Perry But movie. see, what you don't understand, Harry, if you, if, first of all, if you were in the network, if, well, one thing, if you're talking about a play, I, okay, but then if I, that was, a, if you're talking about a play in a theater, any standard theater, there's not a theater, you always give away seats. So, I, you I know, understand they, that. The theater is just an example. Hold on, hold on. The theater is just an example. I don't focus on uh, on creative art. I don't focus on on theater. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I'm totally ignorant on how the entertainment and, and theater and spoken word and and and, and the, that's the, great. And I don't just focus on that neither. I'm a marketing strategist by trade, I, I'm and not, I can I'm tell not, you when I'm you talked about gentrification, capitalism either. I'm not into capitalism either. I'm not what into What does that have to do with gentrification? Businesses. I said, and, 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 and has, you talk about your program what what at I'm the saying, House of Umoja, That's exactly on, what I was marketing. That type of program. What I'm telling you, Harry, you're program? trying to box people in. What can, we, can we? Can we? Hold on, guys. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Can we just bring this back and just let's, let's just try and wrap this up nicely, and we can yeah. have a whole show on that whole thing? Because I think I'm very intrigued by what Harry's saying to the point that I want to host a show just specifically addressing that. Because I think one of the things that I hear that is very important from what he's saying is, as a young person, he needs the guidance to address these type of issues and know in terms of things that. He may not know. So one of the things that we should do is try to put something together based on the points that he's bringing up. And how can we provide the type of answers these young people like himself need to the questions that he's asking? And I can even provide young people to help him answer some of those questions. Because okay, so just like you, Harry, so. I know a lot of young people that are just doing extraordinary things. And a lot of things beyond whatever I thought and and they're doing whatever they can at whatever level they are, and and they're and they're I, all in different I, fields. 
And well, what I'm just like going to say, I'm one of those resources I like to share with you, Harry. There are also resources I just like to share with you. Mm-hmm. And this is not going to be a single answer. I'm not. I'm not trying to give you an answer, but I think it. I think you're extremely intelligent, and I think given certain information, you will process it the way you need to process it. But even on this show earlier, some people spoke to some of the things you were talking about as far as prison and um, the prison movement. And it could have even been Herschel Daniels. I don't remember exactly. It might have been a couple people spoke to it. But what I'm saying, a lot of things you brought up, there are people that are dealing with a lot of these things. And, again, the importance of what Brett is doing, you would never know it. These aren't widely publicized. I know, I'm a part of these networks. I I, I, I hate the fact that you don't really know me, and that's why you're making these assumptions, like I don't really know or I'm not in the network or I'm not a part of the diaspora. But I'm trying, I'm not going to work to convince you, but I guarantee you that the young people that you can bring to me that could give me these answers, I'm one of those young folks who are doing extraordinary things here in New York City. You know what I mean? And I, I know, I believe it. I believe it. I said that, Harry. I believe you are. I believe you are. Matter of fact, I think I know of, I think you were on another show, which might have been Brett's show, mm-hmm. but I don't think this is the first time I've heard you. So go ahead. No, you've heard him before. Yeah, I, I thought so. Yeah, and I, I just, to wrap it up, to, sorry, Brett, maybe it was my fault, my youth and me bringing up questions. But, you know, I, I definitely support the networks, you know what I mean? I'm definitely a part for the positive. I'm definitely for collaborating, joining the networks, using the resources they have allocated to us. But I'm just, I, one of the things that I try to do is ask all of those who have more experience than me, who are in, who are more in deep than I am, right, is, is working within the system that is, legalizing uh, uh, tactics and strategies that were illegal 50 years ago when, you know, the, our antecedents were doing the original marches and, 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 and storming down the streets that were illegal before that the government is now making legal to use against us in, in, in hindsight of all of the public services and public cuts that are going on. You know, our, I, I don't know. I, we'll save. I guess I'll save that for another show. I don't want to restart it. Forget it. Forget it. I understand, Harry. I understand what you're saying. My personal opinion is, we need to start depending on one another. We can build mm-hmm. our own. That's why I went out and said that. It may. I mean, something simple, spoken word. No, that doesn't change the world, and it's not. But I'm saying is, we sometimes look, keep looking for outside. When people complain about the school system in Philadelphia, I don't know in New York, but in Philadelphia, Philadelphia public school system sucks if you're black. I'm not going to lie. And unless you're super smart, if you live in the wrong neighborhood and you're not super smart, like I'll admit, I was blessed to be mentally gifted so I could go anywhere. But But I had the same friends, same age, because of different grades. Everybody got treated differently. My one girlfriend went to a school, and she was considered in general population. That's prison talk. Who goes to high school and considered general population? I'm like, what the heck? And um, 
So I don't agree with it at all. And, and people here in Philly are talking about this, about the public school system. We got the opportunity to homeschool. And I saw from before, girlfriend, she was she was a white girlfriend, but she had homeschooled her children. And this was years, years ago when it wasn't so popular, but I see the value of that. And now th- there are black homeschoolers, so she, we can get on, homeschool our children, and then even as a network, like, I may not be the best teacher, but I may be good at, look, I'll teach economics. You're good at arts and crafts. You know, you can go up and down the block. It doesn't have to be everybody. There's 99 houses on my block. If 10 of five, seven of our houses get together and we homeschool and everybody take a different portion, we teaching our own children. And I don't care how small a basis is. We have to get strategic. We have everything we need. The resources all within our own community. We've always we had it. The, mm-hmm. and, and I mean policing our own community, policing one another. Yes. yes. Policing the police. Our kids need to know if you want to carry your cell phone, you better take a picture of everything. You That's take right. pictures of those police, like they take pictures of fights. Stop taking pictures of fights and start taking pictures of them police rolling up on everybody on the corner, taking the weed and stuff. And roll, take pictures of those kind of things. Take, you know, and then put that on the internet. We we had to teach our kids how to be smarter and our adults too, how to be more strategic, more smarter. And we need to come in and create our own. And this is minor. Well, you know, right now times are good compared to where times can really get to, and there are like you know, you know, there are a lot of things being taught in our community that we need to learn. But the and um, survival strategies, everything. But we need to learn how to come together and leverage our resources and work with one another. And like the places, I'm not even telling you necessary networks. The Harvest Institute is a think tank founded by Dr. Claude Anderson. I just respect him for his writing because he doesn't just talk. He gets real strategies. Now, unfortunately, most people don't follow them. They keep trying to reinvent the wheel. The man laid it out. And and he starts with food, food source supplies. Mm-hmm. But the same thing, you know, I work with um, Think Green Peace. It's a project for the House of Umoja. We've been converting urban gardens into peace gardens. We even have a ceremony, Bury a Beast, where the neighbors and everybody come out, and they actually end the gang warfare here. So the the people that they deal with are the old gang bangers, the real OGs, and their kids, and they're the ones they send out for when there's something happening in the street because they know how to calm it, work it, and they know how to organize community. But mm-hmm. this, this stuff is, we, we got so uptight, simply having people on biodegradable paper right down their beef. And we put it in the, in this cylinder that became a flower bed, and by people people literally were in tears by releasing this by just writing their issues on pieces of paper. And no, in their events always had people from eighty to eight. And so, but again, that stuff's not widely known. So we need one another to let each other know, yo. This is going on over here. Connect here. Connect there. Because no one else is going to tell a story for us. I would like to say that, uh, you know, um, a lot of the same things that you were discussing just now are happening here in New York. I know about a lot of it's going on in Oakland. There's some of people down in Atlanta, Georgia, where they're doing the same type of stuff. I definitely, I'm, 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 I'm totally 100% 
with you and everything you're saying. I, I totally agree with everything you're saying. Um, I just, um, not to be devil's advocate here, but so would you be in agreement to say that we need to kind of take it back to uh, late 60s, early 70s, rebuilding things like liberation schools and having uh, uh, defense networks for our communities once again? I don't necessarily have to take it back to the 70s, but we do need that. The point is, it could be the 70s other times or just now. The point is, we need to be our own community, police our own communities. Mm-hmm. And But see, see, I'm at the part with the thought processes. I'm about building optimal thinking frames. So what my personal goal is to do in this whole process is to help use popular media and arts because it does impact people to raise a nation who have more optimal thinking frames. So if I can build optimal thinking frames that can come up with such solutions. So like right now I go to older folks and say this stuff, oh my gosh. That's probably why I love being around young people. They get it. But when I talk to older people, oh, my gosh, between the politics, the egos, and all of this other stuff is going on with them, and at the same time, my pe- people are dying. Hey, Mr. Mark. Yeah, so um, and maybe that's why I prefer being around younger people because I've just been blessed to fall on these young people. who They get it. Mm-hmm. So, but I want to, my personal goal is to provide whatever form of media, and I just love the arts. The arts inspire me, but I know it affects other people. So I want the, you know, the words, the images, and things that are going out to build, first of all, thinking frames where people think. A lot of us have lost the art of thinking. Somebody had up a poster, don't tell our children what to think. Teach them how to think. That's, That's why I, I told you, I don't really want to tell you. I'm giving you information that I know you have because you are a thinker. You have the ability to process for your needs. But I know I heard certain things in everything that you said. I think you would want to lit, go to the harvestinstitute.org and look up their old newsletter and list, watch their strategy mm-hmm. as a as a think tank, how they advise, you know, you know, they just give it, you know, how we should move. Back in 90-something, they said this redlining was coming and this gentrification was coming down. And everything that man has said since, I think I first read his book in 96, everything he has said has come to pass. And um, so it's happening all over. I'm watching Philly. Like, and they get all hyped and all. Our neighborhood's nicer and all now. Our neighborhood could always be nice. I live near Main Line. I watch our city trucks on the other side of Philadelphia. What are we servicing them for? I never saw them trucks come up my street. I didn't even know those trucks existed. So, you know, I, you know, we have to demand certain things within our own neighborhoods. The problem is a lot of people, don't, like I said, I didn't know those trucks existed, so I would have never demanded them if I hadn't happened to see them. So mm-hmm. there are things we just don't even know to ask for. Um, I hate to interrupt. I, I have to be yeah. uh, leaving in line right now, but yeah. I really had a good time tonight, and I thank you all again for honoring me. And uh, Brett, I'll, give, I'll be getting in contact with you. 
All righty. And what I want everyone to know, because we stopped streaming live, if, if everyone could just go to Facebook, look up Master Grill Radio, and you, I will put a copy of the chat in there. So everyone's information is being honored. I typed up. This way you can find out the people, everyone's name, their website, how to get in touch, how to listen to the radio show for the entrepreneurs, everyone from Ray to Harry. We have everyone's so information in there. How do you spell the last? Is it spelled grill, like G-R-I-L-L, or Master Jill? Oh, griot is spelled G-R-I-O-T. The oh, G is okay. silent. Griot, G-R-I-O-T. And I even put the links of that in there. But, yeah, if you, you check us out Aster? on Facebook. Aster? I'm sorry. You said Master? Master? Yes, yes, Master. Okay. Master Griot. Mm-hmm. Okay, NBBTA Radio. Yes, mm-hmm. Okay. But, yeah, if you go on Facebook and just start typing in, probably by the time you get Master Griot, it should come up. The yeah, whole group. And so... I don't have it yet because we're still on the show, but right after I'm a copy and paste the chat, and you just just join a group and there's a file section, so all the chats from our shows I put in there. Again, you know, just to make sure that you know we have ability to follow up. Yes, is that M A S? Okay, so everyone, this is what I need from everyone before we close out. This is can, the, this is the situation. I'm starting with you, Ray. You have 30 seconds in the whole world listening. What do you have to say? I'm going to start with Ray. Okay, Ray left. So we go to um, 646. Is that you, Harry? Uh, me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 30 seconds in the whole world listening. Uh, black power, power to the people, and free Mumia Abu-Jamal. And all the other political prisoners. All right. Um, Three, four, seven, eight, one, seven. Is there? Okay, hey, hey, Brett. Thirty seconds, and the whole world listening. Just want to say congratulations to all the honorees of the National Tribute. Make sure that you spread the word and and tell everyone about the tribute. So next year we can have a bigger tribute, connecting more people and honoring the great work that your community. God bless, love you all, and just keep up the great work. All right. Teresa, 30 seconds in the whole world listening. Um, I just want to tell everyone that um, there's nothing too hard if you if you trust God. He will, he will take you through anything and everything that you, anything desire that you have, you give it to him. He will show you directly because you are gifted and talented, and that's it. All right. This is Master Grill Radio, and we speak for everyone. Peace and love. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.